Welcome to episode five of the Open Hydrant Podcast, where things flow freely. I'm your co-host and moderator, Gotti Cole, along with Tyree Thompson. The idea for the Open Hydrant started with the need for firefighters of all race, color, religious background, and creed to have an open platform to discuss issues related to the EMS and fire service. We will share topics, stories, and advice for people in our industry, allowing dialogue to flow like an open hydrant. My guest this week is Sam Otterbray from the Solon Fire Department, who has also served in the United States Marine Corps. We will be discussing the similarities and differences in serving as a soldier and as a frontline firefighter paramedic. And as always, stay tuned for our favorite segment, Fireman Stories. All right, everybody, see you inside. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to the fourth episode of The Open Hydrant 216. You can find us everywhere at The Open Hydrant 216 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Gmail. If you have any topics you want us to cover, hit us at the two one the open hydrant 216 at gmail.com. I have today a reoccurring guest, Captain Tyree Thompson and president of the Vanguards of Cleveland. Uh, and we have a new guest, my guy, my buddy from Soul and Fire Department, Sam Otterbray, an ex-military Marine to be specific. Everybody give Sam a round of applause. All right, Sam, introduce yourself, sir. All right, my name is, uh, like you said, my name is Sam Otterbray, and uh, I've been with Soul and Fire Rescue for Pushing 19 years now. Uh, I got hired in uh, January 2002. Um, before that, like you said, I was in, in the Marine Corps from 94 to 98. And uh, that's about it. That's a, that's my whole resume. I don't have any special qualifications or authority, but <laughs> God, it was nice enough to invite me here to shoot my mouth off. So you don't have any like a special, like I, I, I strangle dudes with my bare <laughs> yeah. hands. And I can start yeah. a fire with my knuckles, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, like other dudes would be like, yeah, I was a, yeah. you know, don't worry. I was like, kind of like Rambo if he was a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> but, but thanks Sam for coming on. And um, like I said, everybody, we try to get a diverse crowd so we can get different angles on different aspects of the fire department. So we can kind of color all of our bases and we want to talk about specifically this episode in relation to the military and the fire department and how there's some similarities and how there's some differences. So Sam is the foremost authority on this subject because me and Tyree didn't serve. So he nope. wins by default. Yes. So um, Sam, I have a very uh, a couple questions, but we're going to start with one that's very broad. Um, what, in your opinion, are similarities from serving in the military and transitioning over to the fire department, how things are similar and how things are replicated and how things are very polar opposite from a person that didn't serve to a person that did and how 
we can better get an understanding of where you came from, from your military background to where you are currently. Okay, good question. And disclaimer, uh, I don't speak for everybody. I definitely want to speak for everybody in the military or the fire service, but um, there are some things that I would say are helpful and and similar in, from the military to the fire service. So you're talking about a uniformed organization. Mm-hmm. Um Similar in that there's a rank structure and also similar in that ultimately the defining characteristic of it is that you're going to do a mission that could be what what could be described as high impact, low frequency. So for the fire service is a structure fire or perhaps a wildland fire. I don't know anything about those, but. (laughs) <laughs> we'll we'll stick with structure fires. There yes. we go. You know, yes. for you know, for military guys, it's combat. You know, mm-hmm. it, it could be a life or death scenario. Mm-hmm. So these kind of these kind of things are similar in the, in the ultimate characteristics. And if you want to narrow it down to even more of a, not just the whole conventional military, because there's a thousand different jobs within the military itself, but even more like a special forces thing. You know, you're talking about I mean, relatively small groups of guys. A couple dozen or less doing a mission that's depending on where you work high impact low low frequency so my question is for the lay person that doesn't understand that what do you mean by high impact low frequency what does that mean in translations to people that either didn't serve or people that are, are not in the fire service okay so high impact you're talking about you know life or death you know for the military Somebody's shooting at you. You're shooting at somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, fire services. You're going into a building that's on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, low frequency is, you know, the real. The reality is that th- these th- these things don't happen every day. Uh, I listened to uh, a former Navy SEAL speak. A great guy named Andy Stump, and one of the things he said, you know, on a 18 month deployment, I spent two percent of my time in combat. Mm-hmm. You know, similar to. You know, the fire service, you know, none of us are working in the 1970s in Brooklyn, New York, you know, yeah, right. you know, we're not catching fires three times a day. Correct. You know, even, even you guys work in a relatively busy city, especially compared to where I work, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, you're, you're not catching, catching fires every day. So it's, it's a lower frequency thing, you know, gotcha. and that means a lot uh, as far as how you approach that job, you know, right. training wise, attitude wise you know, every, everything else. Um, but to go back to, th- to things that are kind of similar, the military, I think, helps guys in a way because it's a similar structure and like soft skills. And I think a lot of us just assume that guys coming into the fire service are, are, are going to have different, different, again, what they call soft skills. And these are things like Showing up on time, be, you know, being in uniform, <laughs> right. you know, so yeah, to a lot of people, it's funny and it's a given, like, of course, you know, what are you stupid? But, you know, and again, you know, every generation decries the generation that, that comes after them that, yep. that, yeah, that they're lazy and they don't want to work and all these kind of things. But, you know, these, the, you know, where do you learn it from? You know, if you, if you yeah. grow, if, you know, if you grow up in a house and you're not taught those values, yeah. You know, I'm on my kids all the time, you know, just last night, you know, you can't leave, you can't leave your room a mess. You know, it's important 
to be clean and organized. Mm-hmm. That will help mm-hmm. you in your life. Yes, it will. For X, Y, and Z. You'll yep. save time and money by clean by being clean and organized. Not every kid is lucky enough to have that upbringing, you yeah, know. But if right. you're but if you're one of those kids who isn't exposed to that, being in the military for four years at least will will give you that basic skill set yeah. of show up on time, be organized, be in your be in your uniform, listen, you know, <laughs> what, what, you know, yeah. whether you like it or not, this guy is in charge of you yep. and you and you have to listen to him you yep. know correct uh and it's funny because a couple episodes we did were about new guys yeah. it's just and that's what we talked about is that sometimes they don't have those skills that the basic stuff like being uniform mm-hmm. you get a free uniform that's paid for by the city why don't you have it on <laughs> you know if i tell you what to do and i'm in charge Unless it's something dangerous, you have to do it. It's not about ask, question me, and, and and figure out why and everything else. It's just do it and let's get it done. So I can, I can relate to that. Not only that, but as you said, you can't have expectations of someone to know something that they have not been exposed to. And a lot of these guys that may be coming into the fire service have never either been in any kind of formal training, definitely not been in the military. And so things that we take for granted that have been in this service for this amount of time, being on time, having on your uniform, following directives when given the first time. Sometimes this is some guy's first exposure to this kind of regimen, and there's a learning curve. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I have very low tolerance for that (laughs) learning curve. So um, that creates its own dynamic. So... That's a great take on the transition and some of the benefits from the guys that have served in the military going over to the fire service because there's a lot of values that have been instilled before they got there. So this isn't completely foreign. We're not saying that they're followed to the T, but you do understand a regimented format Mm -hmm. from being into the military to where the fire service, most fire services are paramilitary where there's a rank structure, there's a, uh, a certain expectations of, like I said, being on time, being in uniform, so on and so forth, and, and following directives when given the first time. Now, my, my second question is this, and this is purely beer break. Mm-hmm. Oh, Barrel-aged yeah. Christmas ale. All right. <laughs> Now, I'm, I'm asking you a very specific question because, and, and let me preface this by saying, I'm asking for Sam's opinion. This is not the, the, the gospel. This is not uh, uh, true and held to fact. This is an opinion. And I would like to know, do some guys that served in the military that transition over to the fire service view guys that didn't serve in the military as being inferior because they haven't been exposed to the structure and uh, waking up at, I'm not sure whatever hour for, you know, PT or runs or so on and so forth. Do you think in your opinion, once again, his opinion that some guys view guys that didn't serve in the military as being inferior when it comes to the fire service right um oh boy and again as you as you 
As you said, it's my opinion. It's just an opinion. My <laughs> opinions don't reflect the organization that Not I work at all. for. No, it's just uh, an opinion. But, I mean, I could tell you from my perspective and some other military guys I talk to, it's kind of like, like the millennial thing mm-hmm. that, that we just spoke yep. on. You know, some of these, you know, we'll, we'll listen to some of these guys complain or struggle with certain things. And, man... You ain't never done anything hard in your life. You know, listen, some <laughs> no. dude do complain. Oh, this is BS because uh, I didn't even get to eat lunch. Like, yeah, well, I mean, I patrolled for seven days without sleeping. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you, know, <laughs> uh, you know, or and that uh, MRE probably didn't taste as no, good as didn't. what you eat at the fire station. One pasta salad. No. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and especially now, I mean, to be fair. You know, I was in the military, 94 to 98. Yeah. Uh, you know, America couldn't find itself in a war when I was in. You know, mm-hmm. these guys who are coming into the fire service now have been through Iraq and been through Afghanistan. Yeah. So they've seen some shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, again, I can't speak for everybody, but I would imagine, and from what hearing talking to guys is, you know, it's it's one of those things like, these guys are these guys are soft, you know. Mm-hmm. I like I, I'm not going to use the word inferior, right? But S O F capital T. Yeah. And and the thing is, and I'm asking that specific question because we, I'm going to turn it a little bit, and make the puzzle pieces match together, because we can say, for me and Tyree ourselves, Cleveland's physical agility, back when we took it was extremely vigorous. Mm-hmm. And I mean extremely vigorous. It separated the groupies from the rock stars. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. But now the qualifications have changed. Like everything else, things have changed. Gas oh, yeah. isn't 99 cent anymore, right? Nope. These things change. And so for us, we look at dudes that take the new tests like a bunch of pussies. We're like, <laughs> what are you bitching about? I was like, your test is a cakewalk on its best merit. So that's kind of how I I relate those two subjects. Because we, we look down at our nose like, you don't know pain. <laughs> you don't know suffering. You don't know anything. But, and because I know some military guys on a fire department. We know plenty of military guys mm-hmm. on the fire department. And no two are the same, right? Yeah. Some dudes are just kind of like, that was then, this is now. And then they move forward. And some dudes wear that on their shoulder. Yeah. Like, I served and, you know, I, I got the, the crew cut, the whole nine yards, and and everything is Yankee, Wisco, Bravo, Charlie, <laughs> and all that kind of jazz. There's different branches, too. That is true. So. And it's funny because you'll see – Guys that served, especially in the, in the Marines, guys that served in the Army, <laughs> they look at dudes that served in the Navy and the Air Force like, mm, yeah. girls need jobs too. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and I get it that, that each branch has their, spurt, their specific qualifications that has yeah. to be handled when it comes Pride to being factor. in the military. Yeah, it has. But, you know, every, you know, especially dudes in the Marines and, 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 let me be the first to tell you, Sam. Thank you for your yeah. service. Thank you for everything you've done for the Absolutely. country. If nobody else has yeah. told you, we we appreciate you and we respect you. And but especially military dudes, they the, the Marine dudes look at the dudes in the Navy is like, yeah, bell bottoms, huh? <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. yeah. Or do the 
what I did, I was like, you used to be in the Marines, didn't you? I'm, oh, I'm yeah. always a Marine. Yeah, right, yeah. right, 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 right. I'm always a Marine. Yeah. I'm always a Marine. I'm like, I'm, my fault. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, an, <laughs> I'm an outlier in that. Uh, each each branch has all kinds of different jobs. Yeah, it, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. There's guys in the Marines who their job is to sit in an office and type checks. Yeah, you know? right. And, you know, there's dudes in the Air Force who are pararescue tactical air yeah. controllers. Of course. Who yeah. are out in the bush. Yeah, you know, getting yeah. it done, doing the shit. So, no doubt. and the thing is, you know, the mechanics and the admin guys and all those other support guys. And the thing is, their job is necessary too. One hundred percent, you know, yeah. uh, absolutely. But but there is a difference, you know. <laughs> no question. You know, again, there's you know, the Cleveland Fire Department oh, ta- yeah. ta- takes a whole infrastructure yeah. to work it, you know. But there's a difference between some guy who's on ladder thirty. Yeah. And some guy who uh, doing maybe, public education. <laughs> some I, I, I don't want to say <laughs> some some captain that's installing smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a loser! <laughs> but it's the same thing, right? Because the gold standard. What well, I'm not going to say my gold standard, but a lot of people's gold standard, especially due to 9/11, is New York Fire Department, right? And people think that everyone that works for New York Fire Department is bull from fucking, no. uh, and they were Chicago Fire, yeah. but, but just a, a, a backdraft, right? Uh, in, in backdraft, yeah, right. But you do know there's really nice parts of New York where they're not yeah. doing shit, yeah. You know they're not turning the wheel sometimes, and and that's with any place, yeah. right? Like Sam Except said, for East Cleveland, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every station's busy there. God bless those. Guys. All two of them, yeah. man, working for the minimalist of dollar. Yeah. But um, that's why I want to get your opinion on on that. Now we're gonna turn the heat up just a hair. <laughs> now, hang on, do the Kevin Terry is he? No, we're definitely not doing the Kevin Terry. Shout out to Kevin Terry, but half of the last week's episode is on the editing room floor because yeah. that was completely inappropriate. But I want to ask Sam is that do you think this is your opinion? Sure. No more, no less. That a dude that served in the military and a dude that did not serve makes a better firefighter. Ooh. <laughs> Again, well. We're I'm, getting right into yeah, it. No, I'm, I'm go- <laughs> oh, time out. Beer break. Your break. Oh, hold on. Mm-mm. All right. And I'm back. All uh, right. Mr. Atterbury. Yeah. I, again, I mean, this is just Sam's opinion. I'm yeah. going to give my opinion after this. And then Tyree will be able to chime in. But I want to get yeah. the foremost authority because we have no authority at all. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> I mean, again, it, it just comes out as a, as a cop out, but it's hard to tell. It, Ultimately, which one is which after X amount of years on yeah, the job? Yeah. Now, starting out, mm-hmm. the military guy has the advantages mm-hmm. for the for the things that we talked about earlier. Yeah, of course, you know? yeah. He's already he's already set up with all those uh, all those basics, those soft skills, and uh, ultimately, possibly some of the exposure to uh, danger, critical situations. You know, mm-hmm. so thinking on your feet. Yeah. So. Yes. So out of the gate, the military guy has the advantage. Uh, the trick is, can you know, can can you tra- transition from 
from the military mindset to uh, it is a different mindset being in the fire mm-hmm. service and especially depending on where you're at. Yeah. And can you get can you get by yourself? Can you get by all the past all the stuff like you're saying like, oh I was in the military so I know this and I yeah. know that you know if you can get past it that, that that's great but if you can't well then it's it's going to be the non-military guy who's more open to the fire service specific experiences that's going to have the advantage ultimately but so best answer I could give you out of the gate I'm going to give the advantage to the military guy you're here for the military guys yeah. Uh, Sam, side note, Kevin, you're fucking fired. <laughs> Sam's in, yeah. you're out. <laughs> officially, you are fucking out. You have been officially fired. You're going to hear this. No coffin. I, no coffin. Speaking into the mic properly. Right, right. Speaking into the mic properly. He had to roll, roll. He had to disaffect <laughs> my old house. This fucking sucks. But my opinion, and this is just my opinion only, I believe it really comes down to the person that they are at their core values, right? Because we all know fucked up dudes that served and fucked up dudes that didn't serve. (laughs) And you have dudes that are the best firefighter that you've ever met that never served. And you know, some dudes that were in the military that are complete pieces of shit. Mm -hmm. And that's a fact. And it comes down for me, the person that they were at their core. But if I had to bet the over under, I would be inclined to agree with you, Sam, because some of these guys know the structure, Mm -hmm. know the expectations and know how this game is to be played at its core. If you have a dude that has never had to answer to someone that never had to take orders, especially from somebody they didn't fucking like and or an order that they didn't agree with Mm -hmm. in the military, this is non-negotiable. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it is. This is what you're going to do. And that's that. Yeah. So I, I want to add one more thing that I think gives military guys an advantage. And this may be more of a long-term advantage. And we've spoken about a retired Cleveland guy who I met and you had a lot of experience with. His mm-hmm. name was uh, Chief Eddie Norman. My Eddie Norman. Chief, yeah. if you're hearing this, you are the man. Yeah, and I, I met owe you so much. I appreciate you and you helped me get over the hump. I appreciate you, boss. And I met that guy kind of in passing, but I walked in his office and big Marine Corps flag out oh, there. Yeah. yeah. And so there's there's one thing that when you're coming up as a leader in the Marine Corps, it's all about your guys. It's the mission and it's your guys. It's the mission mm-hmm. and it's your guys. And a lot of the things that are coming into the fire service now and just in the world in general is you got to run it like a business. Yeah, you got to yeah. run it like a corporation. Right. Well, no. it's not a fucking business. No, no it's not. Yeah, it's, no. it's, it's not a corporation. It's about a, people. Yeah, a corporation can go bankrupt. Yeah, you know? no doubt. A, a corporation, you know, does a lot of things that are not healthy for a non-corporation. You know, yeah. and, you know, corporation, you know, you can source out all your jobs in yeah. China. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and, and then wonder why... A- Might ask you to edit this. <laughs> nope. Uh, but uh, so, yeah. But the, so again, it's that military leadership training is what I'm right. getting. Yeah, at, yeah. Is that uh, it's a different it's it's a different mindset, and and they were like I can't speak for the other services, but and that's big in the Marine Corps. Right? Yeah, it's leadership, taking yeah, care yeah. of your people, mm-hmm. and uh, 
you get guys like Chief Norman who reflect that versus guys, you know, guys who come up in the current cultures. Well, read Steve's Jobs book. Yeah, you know? yeah. Read, read, read. Yeah, John Maxwell's book. Or, you yeah. know, guys. You know, it's not the same. Exactly. It's it's it's, right. it's it's a completely different mission. You know. Right. Well, it's funny when we were ten together and we had an officer, and it, good dude, still here, about to retire, great dude, but we ran into a thing that we were all familiar with each other. So the station was primarily all black, and you know sometimes that's that works against you. You know, mm-hmm. you're too familiar with each other. But I think uh, the expectation from us, because we were on a different shift that he came from and everything else, we weren't like his previous crew. So we had to pull him to the side and be like, listen, it's a we make you look good, mm-hmm. just so you know. We can come here and make you look like the best officer that has ever stepped in here, or we could just do just enough not to get fired. No doubt. And just do our basic job. We go in that extra mile because we care about you. We looking out for you. So that's kind of how I've approached it. You know, like, and that's the thing. It's like just being at the academy a few times and training people, the military guys do have an advantage because usually from my experience, those are the people I go to to help lead initially. And then you start trying to find people that didn't fit into that mold to start leading. And then you might have people that play sports, you know, because right. you used to be on a team. You used to listen to a coach. You mm-hmm. used to the, the the structure and the regiment. So I think those two areas are kind of similar a little bit, not as stri- stringent with the sports aspect of it as with the military. But I think those two uh, realms of, of where you've been and how you lived your life kind of help you when you get into these type of jobs. So now that's something that, that you brought up that, is a point that I miss is you said, you know, you guys, your crew was mostly black, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that's another thing that it's a point for the military mm-hmm. is that, you know, you can be a guy who grew up rural or, or suburban or wherever, mm-hmm. and you're in your bubble, you know, it's, it's all white, yeah, all the same yeah. class or all black, all the same yep. class or social economic stratus, mm-hmm. wherever you're at, where, and the military gives you that exposure. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I probably, I, I, I probably talked like more than a couple words to three black guys my whole life before yeah. I joined the military. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and then you join the military mm-hmm. and you're sharing a room with yeah, them, You know, yeah. it, it gives you that exposure to yep. okay. So now, you know, you you might even go on a call, and it's, oh, this is some bullshit. Because yeah. Oh, it's 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 this guy complaining about yeah. nonsense or whatever, and you're like, "Yep, man, I'm closer to this dude than than yeah. I am to, than I am to anyone there I'm working go. with." Yeah, you know? yeah, right. yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, and I've had that experience because yeah. trust me, I've been the only brother on the crew before. <laughs> you know, so it does work. Yeah. way. Work, it goes well, both ways. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Question. I mean, no question. No so question. Yes. You know, for again, you know, yeah. Some some guy who might have grown grown up, you know, just surrounded by all black people, yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, you know, yeah. white people are not all terrible and out to get me, you know. Absolutely, so, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, so, so that's that's something that the military, yeah, helps. It's it's just that exposure yep. of being thrown, being forced to be in that yeah, mixing pot yeah. with people and get along. Yeah, and and that I think that's where we kind of on the fire service, especially I think with us in Cleveland, is that because you're allowed to 
segregate yourself and, and stay in your own comfort zone. So if I'm sitting at a table with a bunch of people that think like me, I'm never going to look outside of that bubble. Of so course, that's yeah. always a mm -hmm. problem, I think. That, that and, and I'm telling you, it worked against us being at, at an all-black station because I got comfortable, you know. Mm -hmm. So for 16 years, I sat there because I was comfortable when I should have just been doing other things to get out of my comfort zone and, and further myself in, you know, my career and everything else, which eventually I did. But, you know, I'm damn near <laughs> at retirement point and at a point where some people have surpassed that probably after like 15 to 20 years, you know. And and the thing that's that's interesting that you guys both bring up is – I think the very unique thing about the military is it forces you to be uncomfortable, mm -hmm. right? Because now interacting with people that don't look like you is not optional. No, this is happening. Mm -hmm. This is happening right now. You mm -hmm. may bunk with a dude that may be Latino mm -hmm. or black mixed or whatever his, you what know, sexual preference, sexual or thing. background may be. And I think that's, that's very important. Like I said, the clean fire department is, is, very segregated because you'll see most of the black dudes on the east side mm -hmm. and most of the white dudes on the west side mm -hmm. and that's just how it is and and as we talked about this before it's two completely different fire departments oh yeah and i've worked on both i've worked at tower 10 with with tyree for for a number of years and then i went over to the west side for some years and it was just completely polar opposite of the politics <laughs> The yeah. politics of the game and 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 information, how it's disseminated mm -hmm. and how it's received. At Ten's house, you get that shit after it's etched in stone. <laughs> On the west side, you yeah. get that shit, Fred. You get the fresh, whisper. And you yeah. get it fresh off the press. Yep. So that's a great um, body of information that Sam, that Sam shared, and I think it's very important for listeners to understand. Now. I'm going to transition this just a hair. Yeah. So if I could just cut in for just a second. I and, and, and I, that you do. And go. I don't work for Cleveland. Yep. So I can't speculate really what goes on in Cleveland. He decided but I, not to work for us. Yes. Uh, or with us. Excuse me. Everybody, Sam was on the list to come to Cleveland, <laughs> but he took the money. You that, selfish yes, he did. bastard. That, you. That, that, that's how we talked about Chief Norman. Is, that, <laughs> that was my experience with him is I interviewed under him and uh Push came to shove, and I had a wife and two kids, and I, I couldn't just yeah, that yeah, was, he couldn't take that uh, hit. Yeah, I I understand, that my hit. brother. Uh, so uh, it all worked out for me, I guess, uh, yep. in different ways. In but the, in the old saying, "There ain't no fun without the funds." Yeah, yeah, hey, man. It it, it, it it's got to add up. At the end of the day, my brother, I ain't mad at you. No, nope. if I could leave right now. And go to a suburb and make that absorbent amount of money with, <laughs> with very little risk. I might, but being a new dude might not work out for me because I have no. a bunch of bad habits. Yeah. But that's, Sam. That, that's what every Cleveland guy I talk to is yeah. like, oh, you, you do so much better than me. I said, well, we give tests. You can go take this. I'm I'm setting my ways. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can't come I on. That. Yeah, no, my brother, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm set. So, nope. uh, but like, but like, when I talk to a couple guys about Cleveland. And particularly that divided fire department. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, black on the east side, white on the west side. Uh, one of the things I've heard a justification for that is, well, a lot of the black guys live on the east side. A lot of the white guys live on, <laughs> live on the west side. So it's, it's, it's a travel thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not 
some malicious, you know, <laughs> pre-civil yeah. rights era, yeah. Se- yeah. Se- you know, <laughs> segregation thing. Uh, how do you feel about that? Do, do you think it's kind of kept that way on, on, on purpose? I mean, not necessarily organizationally. Yeah. I don't think it's on purpose for the organization, but I think you are correct that probably most of the black guys grew up, because I grew up on the east side, but I live on the west side, and I actually prefer the west side living-wise now. But I think that is part of it. It's, but then you have to understand you live on the west side, so when I live on the west side and I'm in my own neighborhood, I'm treating these people a little bit different. So then, but why are you on the east side? And when you in, you know, grandma such and such house, you call her by her first name. So it's like cultural things, I think, yeah. where, like, if I'm in my grandmother's house, I'm calling her Miss whatever. I ain't calling her sweetheart or 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 her by her first name. Doris. Yeah, so we, we would, I think, clash on that because it was more cult- cultural than anything. But And then on the east side, it was like, depending on what station you were at, the near west side, you probably got more fires and stuff like that. But I think the east side as a whole was probably busier and more active. So people came onto the east side to be more experienced or whatever. But I think when they came over there, it was just, well, I don't have to respect these people because I don't have to see them yeah. when I go home. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and stir the pot. <laughs> As always. As always. I've worked on both West and East. And behavior and conduct that is accepted on the East side, on the east side is not permissible nope. one iota nope. on the West side. Yeah, It's yeah. not happening. I've seen dudes on the east side bust out the seeing glass part of the door that has no bearing on this situation. <laughs> on fire behavior. <laughs> right. You're busting out windows on the complete opposite side of the structure. Yeah. That's not even on fire. Yeah. You want to practice on this person's on, house. Exactly. Yeah. On the west side, they salvage yeah. opening all, windows. Yeah. yeah. Because this is your neighborhood. Yeah. You know these people. Yeah. When you're a West Sider and you work on the East Side, you have no interaction with these people, no whatsoever besides these runs. Yeah. So you will take a lot of liberties that you wouldn't do. Yeah. On your side of town, yeah. because you know that's going to get back. But I got to say this: that's on the department and an officer I and that chief. I agree. Because if if they're held accountable, then they wouldn't do that. So I think. It's that accountability when you go home, you know, because mm-hmm. when guys get on the, the fire department, I have, you know, like when I was down at the academy, black guys, they'd be like, man, why they ask me where I went to high school? I said, they want to know if you went to Ed's Ignatius. That's mm-hmm. how this works. <laughs> you know, what side of the aisle are you on? So m- more times than not, that was how it was, you, you know, you were categorized and things like that. But and then they would all, you know, people would always assume if you were black, you lived on the east side and mm-hmm. things like that. But. Like you said, it's just a different fire department. I don't know if it's intentional. I think it be, it looks intentional to be, and it almost became intentional because it's allowed, right. you know. And I think you're only going to do what you're allowed to do. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, in the military, you ain't going to be allowed to segregate. You ain't going to be allowed yeah. to separate yourself from people right. and look down on them. You still own the Cleveland Fire Department, so you're going to treat them with respect. And then at the end of the day, what I think it is, we provide a service. So... Whether I'm on the east side or the west side, I don't care if this is a crackhead sitting here. I call people ma'am and sir and whatever and, and, and give them their respect. 
because hey, this hey, I got plenty, and God he noticed I got plenty of uncles that that, that live a seedy lifestyle. Oh my yeah. god, so three carbon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I try to get people's names and spe- spe- specifically last names yeah, as soon yeah. as I can. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what I call them by. Yeah, yeah not not a. Uh, you know Doris and yeah, yeah. Doris or you yeah. know hey buddy or yeah. whatever you know yeah, I, I yeah. try to get their names and whoever they're they're yeah. crackhead they're yeah. you know because it comes down to professionalism yeah. it's respect. being professional yeah you're yeah. being respectful it's being a professional yeah but I think like you say that goes back to what Gotti says how you raised yep yeah. core values you know, I was raised to hey if you act up to somebody older you're gonna care some consequences hey, hey, hey. my in my household the age old saying is where you cut up is where you get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and that comes down to, like I said, it's definitely generational. Yeah. Because yeah. our age demographic, us three, is very different from a lot of the guys that we either work with or supervise. Yeah. So, a lot of stuff was not open for interpretation, negotiation, mm-hmm. or anything. It, it is what it is yeah. and it's going and, and if you don't like the beatings will continue until yeah. morale improves yeah yeah, yeah. And so yeah, and again it goes both ways you know i don't want to talk to you know and a lot of times this happens you get a call for the jail or something mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm, the yeah. assumption is oh well this he did something to get yeah, here yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. but you know the way i look at it is i'm only Two or three moves. There you go. From, 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 from that dude. Yeah. No doubt. From, from that yeah. dude. Two or three and that's ba- most tailgate Sundays for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a couple of bad choices. And, yes. I, and, and I could be and there I'm too. Yeah. You know? yeah. But uh and then the opposite goes true too. You know, I don't I don't call some old lady, oh hey, hey dear, hey sweetheart. Yeah, you know? yeah. That ain't she's, she's been around. Give yeah, her give yeah. her respect right, right, that, right. that she's been around the block Absolutely. a couple times. But yeah. but the thing is, is from our generation is that that is already has been imputed into us. Yeah. That you didn't call your grandmother, hey, Dolores, nah. or hey, Pam. No. no. You get your teeth smacked out your yeah. goddamn mouth yeah. for some bullshit like that. That's not how that worked. But now, and I hate, and not only millennials, but the ones that come after them, the yeah. new, new, new dudes, yeah. is everything is... You know, like I said before, my opinion counts, and you know I can say what's on my mind, yeah. and I'm a free spirit, and all the rest is old bullshit. And then that creates a certain dynamic with people of our age demographic that where you don't that's not, it. yeah, you don't appreciate yeah. it, and that's not permissible for me. No. So well, like with my kids, it's because we're in that that age. It was funny. My daughter had a friend down the street, and he was coming down the street, calling me by my first name. I'm like, hey, hold on. Partner, I don't know yeah, you like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, Do I yeah, know you? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, hey, and I was treating him pretty rough at first. Like, hey, man, don't, don't, no. So I told her, I say, hey, either you let him know when he come in here, you can call me Mr. Tyree or whatever, but I better hear some Mr. somewhere Something with there. a Mr. There you go. And that's right. what I make my kids do. It's like, even though probably everybody on the street is probably younger than me to a certain extent, but they got kids and stuff. So I make my kids as... Hey, this Mr. Such and Such, this Miss Whoever, if, right. even if you call her by her first name, that's Miss Such and Such. That's, mm-hmm. hey, yeah. you, you don't call them, they did deserve that respect. And, you know, even if they tell you to call them by their first name, no, nah, you don't do that. We don't right. do that in this house. So, like I said, that's just how I was raised. Well, I, I, I think we got some, some very much clarity in Sam being the foremost authority, and that's, I'm going to paint it. Um, 
Um, foremost on, authority, in my opinion. Which yes, is, <laughs> foremost authority. Which don't reflect opinion. the opinions of my the organization that I work for. Absolutely, <laughs> we're broadcasting this at Roll Call. It's solar. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> Sam is anti everything. So, I'm I'm gonna switch gears a little bit, and I think because of the current crowd that we have currently, I want to talk about retirement mm-hmm. because I can't well, wait. For, yeah. <laughs> for everyone at the table, I think we're closer to the end than the beginning. Hell That's yeah. the truth. Right? And yeah, some of us going are, back. Some of us are a little closer to the finish line than others. Yeah. And I want to ask as we go around clockwise, what does retirement mean and look like to you currently? So Sam, I'm gonna ask you first, what does retirement mean? And what does it look like to you going forward? Okay, so from where I'm at right now, and I spend a lot of time thinking about this because I can't <laughs> wait. Well, anyone who knows me knows that I got a million different interests. And yep. yes, you do. By, the, by the time I walk out of here, James bird, sculptures. Yeah, a bird will fly by, and, and, I, and I'll have a new passion. And bird watching. And the new passion. I don't have. I barely have enough time to go to work. I don't have yeah. enough time to go to work. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but I also don't have enough money to pursue my passions independently. <laughs> that is both yeah. of us. Yes. So, um, I think about this a lot, and I'm looking to get out in 58 when I'm 58. So, mm-hmm. I'm I'm over the hill if you include drop, you know, <laughs> but oh. barely. But, oh, I'm doing that drop yeah. job, baby. <laughs> yeah, but, but drop for me. But barely. So I'm looking at still yeah. 16 more years to go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's a little drive. Yeah. But Oof. we've discussed this earlier. There's, you know, guys, and everyone do it. Do whatever makes you happy, you know. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of guys is well. I'm gonna retire, and then I'm gonna. Then I'm gonna start working for Home Depot. I'm gonna retire because yeah, yeah. you got to do something. Well, I got plenty of shit to do. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> working at Home Depot and working for another motherfucker ain't did. <laughs> yeah, I so it blows my mind when people retire, and if they don't need to come out of retirement because yeah, I mean, I guess I can understand if you got a passion or whatever, yeah. it's fine, but uh. So, uh, so I look at Warren Buffett. You know, mm-hmm. Warren Buffett and his partner Charlie Munger, they're in their eighties and nineties. They've got yeah. all the money, still working. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, loaded. Yeah. yeah, loaded. What are they waiting for? Yeah, you know. But yeah. you know, so to be fair, Die. yeah, to be fair, you know, well, they love the game. Yeah. Okay, but that—that's what they love is just yeah. to sit in their office and look at reports and go over. Like, Man, it I'm blows good. my mind that people can be so smart yeah. to make all that money. And, and so dumb that, that, that yeah that that they're gonna die with it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That don't make sense. I, I, to I'll me. tell you this: I've never seen a Brinks truck stop in the cemetery. Yeah. No, no, never. they don't. You can't take <laughs> it with right you, baby. Past there. You can't take it with you. I don't know. I guess for me, because November fourth, it'll be twenty four years, and then you know another year I can leave, and you know it's like the drop is there. But I'm like, I'm, I'm sure I'll do some of it, but I don't. I think my my ultimate time frame was to do five of it out of eight, mm-hmm. but I might not do five. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I just right. The, and I guess that's because the department is different, and, and and just you know the way things are in the department just ain't fun for me no more. And mm-hmm. just how it is, it's just a lot of stress. So 
my plan if I did the five years or whatever, my oldest to be out of college and then, you know, my twins would be in college. So I got three daughters. So whatever their interest is, is probably what I would, what, what, what I'll be, you know, in an RV sitting in a driveway or something like yeah. that or being granddad or, or whatever it is. So like if I did five years in a drop, I would be, I think, 56 or something like that. So, or 57. So that, that may be what I do, but I don't, at this point I'm, I'm more and more like, I don't know if I want to stay yeah. past a certain point. It's tricky though. Cause they pack that money in at the end. Though. Yes, yes, they do. Yeah. Yes. Make mm-hmm. your ass. you be seeing that money and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. I can make it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's hard. But yeah. again, you know, we all know guys who, you know, did 33 years yeah. and did every, every minute of the drive. Yeah. They got every penny and, and died six months six later. Six months later. Yeah. Here's that little car. Yeah. And that's the thing, I guess with, with COVID with me too. And then just somebody I worked with that I knew part-time worked part-time was a good dude that when, when rich, rich died from that, that kind of gave me mm-hmm. some perspective. You know, I'm like, man, I, I ain't, I ain't no spring chicken. I, I don't need to be on a roof of nobody's house or nothing like that. Right. So do I really want to do this? And, chance getting hurt like you said six months later fucking car coming i want to be like Gotti's uncle he he did more time in retirement than he did on that Man, he got, yeah. he got yeah. every cent out of that goddamn <laughs> yeah. picture. and that's i mean that's another trick right there is yeah. you know again your union membership is on a continuing steep dive steep yep. dive and yes it, and it's not right. getting any better you know no. if you look at the mm-hmm. climate of the society now <laughs> yeah. unions aren't coming back you no. know so right that, and, and unfortunately for me, because one of the things, one of those soft skills that I didn't have growing up was financial knowledge yes. and wisdom. Yes. I, I've, I've, <laughs> financial always, I've, I've, I've always been terrible with money. Yep. So uh, <laughs> I've gotten a lot better. Yeah. But I did, you know, the mistake that everybody does, you know, when you first get in the fire service, somebody says, oh, just put some money in deferred comp. Yeah, and, yeah, $50. And, and, yeah, and don't think about it. Yeah, yeah well, 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 that's nothing, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Right. Now I try to learn from my mistakes and I'm packing in, but where I'm going is that, uh, will there be a pension? Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, everyone's right. like, Oh, it's not going everywhere. Cause Shit. cause they're not going to take it from police and firemen. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, will there be a drop? You yeah. know, Oh, they're making right. too much money off. The yeah. Drop. Who's they? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The people that, that, that did all the hard work. Yeah. We, I mean, yeah. We, we talked about that earlier. You know, if it, if it goes by bad financially, you know, yeah. if you look at the mortgage, crisis you know what do they do when it goes bad they cash in their chips and, yep. and it's and leave you holding the bag yeah and it's and it's all the same people doing yeah, all the yeah. same stuff yeah. <laughs> and just with all of us with a lot less money you yep. know so yep. you know right now i'm banking on a lot of hope that yeah, be, yeah. Be, that because i mismanaged my finances earlier me and you both that there will be a pension that yeah. there will be a drop yeah. uh, <laughs> right so uh that's one thing to anyone listening who's on the younger side yeah save your money put your money away save 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 i always tell young guys this 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 uh story i'm gonna give you is twofold when we got those i think it was retro checks Mm -hmm. and depending on your rank your retro check was substantially larger than others and I ran into a young guy, and he just got it. And there was a line around the credit union, like it was the <laughs> fucking club, because everybody wanted to trick that money off. And it was it was decent, a little bit of money. And I told the young guy, I said, "Listen, if I were you, I'd take that check and put it in a drawer, 
mm-hmm. for 30 days because now this gives you 30 different ways to think about how you can divide this up and maximize it. Yeah. If yeah. you cash today, you're going to blow, blow yeah. this thing. Man, that motorcycle looks great. Absolutely. You're going to trick this thing right off yeah. on the most frivolous nonsense you could fathom. I said, but sit on it. Because this way, listen, you can't miss what you didn't have. Mm-hmm. So sit on it. Let it sink in for a little bit. And then you start looking at a million ways you can divide this up so you can maximize it. I sat on mine for 90 days mm-hmm. right before it went bad. And, yeah. then, and then I utilized it the best way that I could. Mm-hmm. For me, retirement looks like this. I plan on... <laughs> Knock on wood, if the drop is still here, I'm squeezing every fucking <laughs> dime out of that thing I can. And I plan on making my last check with a Cleveland Fire Department bounce. <laughs> I am going to trick off every vacation day, <laughs> sick time, the every, oh yeah, I'm not because the, the biggest hustle they have when you retire, yeah. and I'm only speaking for Cleveland, Cash they out that only third. pay you for a third. Yeah, that is the pimp prostitute yeah. split. Your time I'm is worth more than out that. on that. If I use it, I get yeah. all of it. Yeah, I get yeah. every dime. Yep. So why would I go for this sucker split? Yeah. Of getting a third. Yeah. That's now, not going to work for me. No. Now it's funny that you mentioned that because I read an article about uh Gary, Indiana, and there's mm-hmm. a big thing that was there like twelve firemen. And they abused their sick time, and it cost $923,000 in overtime. Now, yeah. I mean, they had the time. They didn't do anything illegal. Yeah, yeah. It was their but, time. Yeah, but but they used the time, and mm-hmm. and we can't prove that they were actually sick or not yeah. sick. You know I mean, but here's the thing is, but but it was time earned, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I came to work to earn that time. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so – let's say every one of those guys broke their legs and used yeah. the time that would be, you'd be happier with that yeah, as, yeah. as opposed yeah. to whatever they used it for. I have no yeah. idea. Whatever it was a mental health day yeah, or who gives a damn. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is that, that they were entitled to time and they used it, yeah. you know, and, and now the, you know, they're crying they about get, it. Yeah. yeah you, but, but like you, you said, the villain. it's a scam that you earn time and that, well, it's not even scam though. I mean, it is contractually negotiated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, the scam is back, that you, they don't want you to use it. Yeah, earn it back one for three or yeah. one for four. But yeah, but, but if you use it, it's been different this year because yeah. of COVID. But if it's, you know, this whole thing, and it's not the fire service yeah, it, yeah. in general, it's society in general. There's this, you know, looking down at using sick time. Yeah. Well, that, that, was, that was time you earned. It's your, yeah. it's your time. You know, if, if you as a city manager, didn't budget to pay for that. That's you on know, you. Yeah, yeah. That's your fault. That's your fault. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing. For every dude that they perceive, quotation marks, to get over, how many times do they win? The yeah. house always yeah. wins. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they, they win. For in every this. success story yeah. of one dude that, that, that's perceived to got over, yeah. there's a, a hundreds of dudes that you guys have robbed. Yeah, yeah robbed blind. So <laughs> you, you, you can't win everyone. But 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 you too. have done well for yourself. Yeah. So we all have a plan for retirement. Sam's out. Tyree's kind of out. I'm all in like a poker <laughs> hand. I'm pushing all my chips to the middle. So, fellas, this is a portion of the program where things get real fun. <laughs>
So we're going to get into a portion of the show called Things We Like. Things We Don't Like. And Things We Don't Like. <laughs> so I'm going to start with myself of things that I don't like. And currently, what I don't like, which I'm sure every other person that doesn't like that lives in Northeast Ohio, <laughs> freeway construction. It's all day, every It day. feels like whoever is the genius that sells orange cones <laughs> in Ohio. And asphalt. You have to be a gazillionaire. And road graders. And road. It, it is so much road construction. Mm-hmm. In Ohio, it is completely abysmal. And it's every year. Every year. I'm like, do we get any projects fixed around this motherfucker? No. I'm just, and the funny thing is, is because I'm not a huge driver. I hate Mm -hmm. driving. I'm an airport dude. I am built for the airport, (laughs) right? I'm a five-hour maximum car guy. Yeah, I like driving. But whenever you drive through Ohio, it is construction. And you go through a construction zone and nobody's ever working. Yeah. It's just construction zone and orange <laughs> barrels. True. And the problem is this. As soon as you leave Ohio, whether you're going east or west, it automatically disappears. Yep. So you're telling me this is like the Bermuda Triangle <laughs> of road construction? I'm like, I fucking hate this place yep. when it comes to road construction. So that is something currently that... I don't like. Yes. Sam, this portion of the program is called Things That I Don't Like. Sir, let me in on something that you don't like. Things, something I don't like. You just don't like. It could be anything. It can be anything. Man. I don't like my fifth grade teacher. And if you're listening, <laughs> no. I despise you. And I hope that you hurt yourself in a tragic dry skiing accident. Okay. But continue, Sam. Here's what I don't like. And it's people in general or just a general attitude of thinking you're about something when you're not really about it. So, for instance, the two of us, we just went to a CCW class, right? Oh, and everybody, everything that Sam is going to say is 100% true. Yeah, and I'm not going to get into it, but what I'm saying is that these people now that they took a class <laughs> think that they're ready to defend their home. Yeah. That push come to shove, you know. I got this. Like point break, so, <laughs> so, someone holding a hostage, yeah. they're going to be able to make that shot, you know. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, I could take yeah. him down. Yeah. You know, and that's that's for everything. It's 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 a common psychological thing. People fool themselves, you know. You know, people in in the fire service, you know, they they think that the simplest things, you know, breathing in an air pack, managing your managing your air. Yeah. Uh doing a search in zero visibility that because we did it 20 years ago yeah. in the fire academy yeah. and we do a training once a year where, where, <laughs> where we put our hoods over our masks that you know that we're proficient we got this. In. yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah it's you know it's a it's a hard thing to not lie to yourself yeah. you know i mean <laughs> it, it is a, it is really hard and it's just something i've come around to over the past couple of years of all right let's be honest with myself and when you start getting honest with yes. yourself 
it's really hard not to be disgusted with other yeah. people <laughs> who are lying to Brutal themselves. Honesty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honesty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's something that annoys me is is people who aren't honest with themselves. Yeah. I yep. mean, that's organizationally, not where I work, of course. But uh, <laughs> not so no, but, or, you know, but but just on an individual level, yeah. you know, and because I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna be honest with you. Being honest with yourself sometimes <laughs> kind of sucks because when you're yes. honest with yourself, like I am, yeah. and have to tell yourself that, well, the reason why your retirement might not be what you wanted to yeah, want to be, yeah, money yeah, up. yeah, because I spent a lot of money in strip joints yeah. in my 20s, 30s, yeah. doing uh, shit you shouldn't have done. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> slide those lap dances. I wish I had back. Yeah, yeah, yeah I wish so, I had that time back. But so, so that's something that, that that's something I hate when when people just can't look in the mirror. And, and, and be real brutally and, honest. And, and, yes. and an honest interpretation of yourself. Yeah. It's hard to do. Tyree Thompson, something you don't like. I think we talked about it last week, too, but it's like more now than never. I fucking hate politics. I hate it. Man, it's rough. It, it fucks up everything. Mm-hmm. It fucks up your job, your family life. It does a lot of stuff. And there's people that's in charge of things that they probably shouldn't be in charge of and making mm-hmm. decisions for people that they have no... Uh, idea of how they live or how they are that they're making decisions for you and just the hatefulness to i fucking hate the pol- political ads i hate all this shit i'm just i want it to be over yeah i'm done i how think about i think that was just, just stop. I, I think that was my don't like <laughs> yeah. This week. yeah but it just got to me this week i'm yeah, like man this shit here is crazy. i'm like jack the bear's brother yeah i can't go no further yeah. there's I'm a good. guy uh his name is thomas soul and he said a thing i like which is i can't imagine a more idiotic or dangerous way to make decisions than to leave those decisions to people who pay no price for being wrong. There you go. There you go. Bam. You have no, like you're not going to suffer the consequences of your actions. You have no skin in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So if you think they're going to make a a decision for your ass, you kind of fucking stupid, I would think. Right. That's just me. All right. Well, we got the dislikes out the way. So let's get down to things. That I like. Yes. And I always would like to defer to my good friend Sam, which is my buddy, buddy. He always has an interesting take on things that he likes <laughs> because it changes. <laughs> Weekly. Weekly. Daily. So, Sam, give I'm me something okay. that you like. <laughs> yeah. Lay it on me. <laughs> Man, I, I, I like people who are just open to shit and, and, and want to try shit, you know? I there mean, you go. so that, that's, that's the thing. There's... There's guys who I might tell, oh, yeah, Gotti has a podcast. Oh, yeah. oh he's got a podcast? Yeah, yeah, why, yeah, yeah. Why? Because it's fucking awesome. Because, yeah. Because, because he wants to try something new. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, I am I do something new every week, you know, yes. I have some yes, new passion. You know? <laughs> His new passion is uh, skin and raccoons. Yeah, skin and raccoons. Oh, uh, okay. Which Gotti thankfully caught for me so, yeah. I, can how, so I can learn how to – Prep small game. <laughs> uh, part part of my uh, just in case the zombie apocalypse comes, oh, we shit. are prepared. Yeah, we yeah. good. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll know how to cut the glands out of raccoons. Something <laughs> I didn't know before, you know. Uh, but you know, just I enjoy trying trying new shit. You yeah. know, Ex- exposing yourself to different experiences. Yeah. Exposing, uh, exposing yourself to different people. Yep. Right. You know? Yeah. But, uh, it's important. Yeah. That, that's what I like, Mister Thompson. Me. Something that you like. 
Man, I'm going to be honest. I like that my daughter is about to get her damn license. Hey. Really? Man, Kai, yeah. I, hey. I would have thought the exact opposite. Yeah, I would have thought that would have been a dislike. You know I'm what? definitely staying off the road. Yeah. <laughs> and you should. I drove to the ice cream store with a young lady, <laughs> and that was dicey on yeah. his best marriage. But you know when she's getting better, it's just, it's going to make it a lot easier. So I kind of had to pull myself back because I'll be in the car cussing and fussing, and I'm like, you know what? I'm probably not making this better by doing that, so. But I'm like, I gotta let the let, let yeah. the strings it'll, go. It'll, it'll, it'll and, set in. And trust, yeah. So, yeah. And then you know, I feel like, hey, if I want to go take a drink or something, hey, you come pick your dad up and drive come his get, drunk ass back to the house. house. Yeah. So, if, if the twins want to go to their grandma's house, you take the ass over there. I don't have to do it. So I'm, I will be absolved of some parenting duties. <laughs> so, so, so you may have learned a little bit. So I, I might be learning from you. Is yeah. so. The concept of screaming at her until she does go better. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's no, not, it does not. I, really, I've learned that does not does work. Not really translate. <laughs> it, it, it works. I think it, and, and I wouldn't know because I got all girls. But it, I, it probably works for boys. But for girls, and it's funny because my mother, everybody else, my wife, I was like, when you do that, they just shut down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I had to learn that. <laughs> yeah. And, the, yeah, and the funny thing is, everyone that is participating in this podcast <laughs> have girls. Yeah, yeah, all of us. And let me, let me tell you, so this this COVID thing with the homeschooling, that shit is rough. I mean, it's been teacher appreciation time for me. Yes. I mean, because you got because because right. that's my method, and especially yeah. they learn so much different. Yeah. You know, yeah. just the way they do everything. Their homework is you know me standing over and yelling at them that Screaming. they're doing wrong. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, the result of that is me sitting in my garage slamming Jim Beam yeah. by, by 1.30 in the afternoon. Uh, trust me. I, we yeah. went out the other day and it was... Oh, it was a lot of screaming. Yeah. On, on, oh, it was a lot of screaming on the way to the, to the maneuverability uh, uh, practice exams. Well, I'm going to double down on my last week. Last week, my Browns were 3-1. and one. Four this week is for it's amazing man does oh, that man. feel good yeah you know what it's like it's it's kind of like when you're digging in the couch and you find that buck that just kind of slid down there <laughs> probably about 20 years ago and you're like oh, a dollar Here's that dollar this is amazing it feels like that but better so that is i'm a very man of simple pleasures and once this thing skids to an end hopefully not anytime <laughs> not soon not this week yeah, we will get into something else. But until then, my Browns are, are, are doing the thing, and I'm loving it, and I'm all in. So now we got that out the way. We're going. We have two more segments. Good people in podcast land, and we're getting to best self icebreaker. Best self icebreaker. It is great for one on one or group discussions. Great for communication, great for breaking ice. People that best self, please send me some free shit at the Open Hydrant 216, and I will be happy to demo all yeah. your stuff. So, in good taste and all uh, transparency, we're going to let Mr. Sam pick any wow. card that he likes <laughs> at random. And be like color. Kevin, every card he picked was a card that we, we had already picked discussed, before. And right? it was, yeah. oh. Pick anything you like yeah. at random. They're different Just colors. pick one. And you read it out loud, and we will all respond in kind. So, Sam, put them paws in there, big fella, and give me something to rock with. What color did you get, sir? Orange, I think. Yeah. Orange. All right, orange it is. All right, Mr. Sam, give it to me. What stereotype do you completely live up to? Oh, boy. (laughs) Man. Oh, Sam. (laughs) Well, sir. Hmm. 
mean, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what stereotype that I could be classified under. Do you want to consider me like North Parma white trash stereotype? <laughs> you want to consider me? The Parma dudes are going to come to your house. Yeah. Wait, where's that disclaimer? <laughs> right, right. You want to consider me like my my experience, my misguided youth of MMA stereotype <laughs> where I was, you know, and at that time I wasn't, but in my life I had been a thug. Uh, you should see his ears. He is yeah. about that much. <laughs> uh, you want to consider me the military stereotype? Yeah. I probably don't fit that one. Hey, pick anyone that you feel is convenient. Hey, pick them all. Pick them all. <laughs> pick Shit. one, pick them all. Yeah. Uh, well, the stereotype and the thing, I, I, again, if I'm being honest with myself, and the thing I've, I've always been working to overcome is just that kind of white trashy uh, <laughs> ba- ba- background that I that I that I grew up with. You know, there, there's a lot of things about you know not managing your money so well. You know, buying a lot of fluff. Yeah. You know, shit that don't mean nothing. Yeah, not a yeah. whole lot of nothing. Uh, so that that'd be a stereotype that. You know, there's a song by, I think they're called, Conf- some country band, I think they're called Confederate Railroads, called I Like My Women a Little on the Trashy Side. <laughs> and, uh, I, like, I, like, I like my life a little on the trashy side. There's so, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but, but, but when you got two daughters, you really got to fight against yeah, that. Yes, yes. Why lie? I need a bear sign. Yeah. 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 Hand that over to Mr. Thompson, and he will answer. And, oh, I know. I can answer this for him. Wait, which one is? <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> what? Uh, p- please read and respond, sir. I was going to say that because they always calling me metrosexual and everything else. And uh, yeah, so I, I would say I probably whatever stereotype that is, <laughs> I, I, it, I'm always kind of neatly, you know, clothes fit you well and tapered. groomed. Tapered to perfection. Hey, man. Tapered trousers. I don't know where it comes from. Uh, who, who knows? <laughs> Maybe it's a. Uh, the 105 is superior <laughs> that I'm trying to get away from like Sam, maybe yeah. uh, something in the background, but I'm, I'm wondering what God, he thought it was. You're angry. Oh, You're I'm always angry. angry. <laughs> Real angry black dude. Yeah. I'd have, ne- I'd have never got Yeah. I got Yo, a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's angry. Yeah. I get a lot. He of runs that. hot like an 85. Yeah. That's what a bathroom is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm usually real. I'm usually laid back. I am. But that, that's that, that, that's how I would describe you. Yeah. If you're angry, if, that, if that's your thing, <laughs> then I gotta get to know you. Bro. I do get called angry black oh, man he is a lot. Like one angry yeah. black man. But it, what it is, it's just quick. It's just like oh, or as you like to call it, passion. Yeah, yeah. it's passion. Oh, that's it's what passion. it is. Uh, <laughs> yes, passion has many. I, outfits, I will. I will it? eat that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, what stereotype do you completely live up to? Angry. I am. I'm not <laughs> often angry, but I have a very short tolerance for foolishness, i.e., the uh, CCW class we had, which my opinion <laughs> got a little bit more vocal than I yeah. anticipated. And like, uh, bro, you are not thinking at your same. Yeah, I'm not whispering. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that came out. The dude was like, "The fuck?" And I was like, "Yeah, I said them shits." So yeah, so so people listening. Aren't aren't gonna know what you're talking about. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, it on them, Sam. So I'm I'm gonna help everybody out here. So Gotti and I went and, t- and took a CCW class recently. Everything he's saying is probably true. Just don't say the name of the company. Yeah, okay. I, I won't. I won't. And to be fair, 
I've talked to guys who are, you know, gun guys, shooters, and they've said, you know, these classes, they're eight hours and about seven hours and 45 minutes are a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> Pretty but, much. Yeah, but but you've got to, you just got to get through it. And I don't blame the instructor no. or anything else. Uh, the class was fine, I guess. I thought so. <laughs> Disclaimer. But uh, <laughs> the thing about this class, and I think it was a lot of the people who are there, is if you listen to old Dave Chappelle bits when he's uh, imitating how corny white people talk. Yeah. This is what this class was. <laughs> and the only person who was more annoyed by, by this than me was Gotti. Yep. And as the day went on, Gotti started, Gotti was talking under his breath real quiet, like, and it got louder and yeah, louder. Se- seven and a half hours yeah. in. From, <laughs> not, from 9 a.m. to 5.30 by, by, by 4 o'clock, the instructor's glaring at me and looking at me. Well, you control your. Yeah, you knew we were together. Yeah, we control your friend and all hey. that. Yeah, I didn't do anything, yeah. you know. So uh, he's like, "You brought this black guy in here. You control." Yeah, him. control your black guy. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. not 1850 anymore. Yeah, he's like, uh, "You brought him in here." Yeah. So uh, to be honest, you would have got that if it was a bunch of black people. They'd be like, "Hey, man, you better get your boy over here." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they'd have looked at him yeah. about you. I mean, to be fair, to be completely fair though, it wasn't. Even though I said that about the Chappelle thing. There were black people in there too, and they were just as corny. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Oh, I'm, I can like, imagine. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's a fireman thing yeah. or it's just a different mentality of oh, versus regular like civilian population. Yeah. But you probably just went in there on the day when everybody in there was from the same neighborhood, and they figured yeah. some shit is about to jump off. I need to start shooting at people. Probably November fourth. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but if God is copping to being angry about some shit. I don't want to say angry, but he was definitely perturbed during yeah, that yeah. class, <laughs> and it showed. And the instructor was looking at me like it was my fault. It, it was your fault. <laughs> you brought him in. Yeah. Here. <laughs> oh, topping off the liquor. Everybody, forgive me. That's nah, not bad. Uh, it's a little, little fruity. Beer. Little fruity. Took a little yeah. <clears throat> beer break. Had to go fetch some fresh beer for the crew. It's strong though, and uh, everything, it's a bold flavor. Oh yeah, Every, everything that Mister Audubon said was probably extremely factual. Yeah, and uh, should probably very true. I don't think shaking beer is probably the that's best true. idea. It's not filtered. That's the problem. Oh, this is some stuff that you bought. So yes, my metrosexual side came out. So, um, the CCW class went well for the most part, but then I started running a little short on patience. <laughs> so no. I'm going to pick a card here. You? Yeah. That happened. Oh, boy. <clears throat> What's the biggest purchase you ever made? Well, that would be probably easy for most people. We're house. sitting in it. Right. You're sitting yeah. in it. So <laughs> I'll give you a short background. I, I, my first house I bought was in Cleveland, the southeast side, and everything went well till it didn't go well. Then it was time to bounce. And I'll tell you yeah. this. Once I moved out to the suburbs, I am never moving to the city again. <laughs> I'm super out. I'm out you. with with asterisks out, out, yeah. out, 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 out. So that's it. Biggest purchase house. And I think the second biggest purchase would be, I think it's a car. It's very cliche, but it's very true. So yeah. everyone's usually biggest purchases are house and a yeah. car. And he's got so, a boat out there. 
couple motorcycles. Huh? That's not me. That's my mm-hmm. cousin's stuff. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, this is my cousin's house. 65 Chevy. I don't even live here. It's a 66. Mm-hmm. But that's not mine either. That's my cousin's stuff. Yeah. So, all right, Mr. Thompson, give it to me. Same thing for me. A house. Um, the first house we bought, we bought over in uh, what's called Duck Island now. Oh, my God. This beer is horrible. Yes. Oh, God. I'm not drinking You better this. drink it. Come on, Nancy, you're funny. I know. Thank you. It's like baby duck wine. God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I made it in the toilet. But yeah, it was a house. So we bought a house over there. It was called Duck Island. The good thing is that it it, it uh appreciated in 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 in, in uh in value quite uh quite nicely. So like Gotti, uh Oh, very nicely. Yes. You don't want to yeah. talk yeah. about specifics, but <laughs> we're just but, gonna say that yeah. uh I, uh, I love my I love my uh, Gen Y X Z Yuppie whatever they are that bought the house. Thank you, I appreciate you. This, this, this beer is rough. Woo. You let it sit out too long, man. It's a bold flavor. Yes, it, but it's bold. good. It's <laughs> horrendous. It's, you, oh, you gonna, I'm not drinking. You this. gonna drink that? No. Yes, you I, are. I, I'm out. I'm See? out. I'm I'm going back. Everybody in podcast lines. Well, let Sam answer. And I'm going back to the to the ice chest to get a do over. But <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm done on this. Okay, so we're talking about biggest purchase I made. I mean, house, yeah, that's a gimme. Uh, I'm going to go past that. I'm going to say my kids. Uh, there you go. You know, it's, it's one of these things that Oof. you know it when you get like, you don't have to have kids. Oh, kids are expensive. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yes, they are. But uh, it's always something. Yes. You know, it's yes. Always, it's, trust me. Yeah. It's always something. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. It's piano lessons. Yes. This. It, yes. You know, yes. Tumbling and, lessons. And, yeah. And <laughs> everything you're thinking, well, I don't want to deprive my kids of this. Yes. You know, what, you know, what if, what if I don't give them piano lessons? Yeah. Might be a psychopath. And yeah. It's my fault. Yeah. And, and those piano le- lessons can be, you know, they're great because they help their little brains. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, and maybe they might be a pianist. So yeah. there's always some really good reason that you can justify that cost, yes. you know? Uh, and it never is, you know, yeah. oh, they want to do swimming. Oh, well, that's, that, that's the best exercise yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really do that, you, know? <laughs> you know, gymnastics, that, that's the girl version of wrestling. Oh, that's, yeah. That's yeah. how they're going to learn courage yep. and all these things. And I mean, trust is, me, my, my, my oldest is eight. And I don't see any any end in sight. It is always gonna be something. Yes. It just that cost never ends. Trust me, I I know that. And you know what I got to the point of? I'm like, listen, I'll let them try anything, but if they're not good at it, I'm not gonna keep sinking money into this. I, I'm not doing that. I can't do it. Like the gymnastics, my kids ain't. You need to be like four foot ten and and like fifty pounds. My kids is no. no, no. I had to X that. Like, hey, man, they're they not built for gymnastics. Nothing against them or nothing like that, but they tried it. They're not going to be good at it. We're not going to keep wasting money and time in this. So that, that's kind of how I did it. And now that's another thing, though, again, it goes back to me screaming at them, is that uh, <laughs> you don't have to be good at it. You know, if, yeah. you're, if you're getting the intangible qualities that it gives you, you know, the, the courage and, Mine the, were the, not. Physical fi- and the physical fitness – Mine weren't. 
No. Mine aren't going to the Olympics yeah. anytime either. <laughs> but uh, we, had a whole, we had a whole monkey bars f- fiasco today. <laughs> but uh, because last night we watched American Ninja Warrior. Oh. And we were all talking about it. Cool. And then oh, my, kids, my kids had to go to, the, go to the playground and get on the monkey bars. And one of them was more successful than the yeah. other. And, uh, so, uh, they got interest like Sam. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> but you got to try. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah, so, you yeah, do. so, so now... Okay, now I'm putting this. Now I'm putting money into this. Yeah, don't wait, don't waste my time and money. No, no, trust me. Yeah, <laughs> I had to stop. But, that. but but they will. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yes. All right, Tyree Thompson. What's that? Pick a card out of the deck. Don't turn them all over. Oh, my fault. Let's see if you could keep three things. Only keep three things from your home. What would you pick and why? Mm. I'm assuming these are. Or material things. Let's say it's anything. Oh man, what the hell? I got. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll 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 put family as one thing. Okay, that's one. I'll put family as one thing. Oh shit! I guess I'm gonna have to keep the damn dog. Mm. Oh. Dog gets kept. Yeah, I gotta keep the dog. That's my probably the only sanity in the house. And I, I ain't gonna even lie. I got a ton of shoes in the house probably way too fucking many you're so metro i didn't know yes that. yes know yeah. that about you. <laughs> so yeah. vain. he's like man i, I got no oh, bro zombie apocalypse <laughs> yeah. comes out i'll be, I'll, I'll be running down the street with shoes <laughs> i don't know i don't know you at all like yeah. i don't know you at all like i thought the it's anger really, the metro yeah, sexual he's such a laid-back yeah. cool guy he's an angry metrosexual yeah. Yeah. i don't right. even he's, know what pronoun to call yeah. He's 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 that guy. Oh, I'm telling you, I if, can't help it. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna read this. Go ahead. Right. Hold on, that was third. It was what family shoes. Yep. What was the third thing? The, the dog. dog. I, had, I gotta dog. keep the dog. the dog. I gotta what, keep the damn dog. Pussy. If you could only keep three things from your home, what would you pick and why? Well, of course, the family. That's one. I mean, that's given. Two, pictures. Pictures. Because those moments in time you I got can them on never phone. replicate. <clears throat> They're not more important than my shoes. And and look at this guy. <laughs> you can always get more shoes. <laughs> oh, no one loves you. Because I think pictures are are moments in time that you can never replicate. Mm-hmm. And some of the things our era, there was no uh true flash drives yeah, it was polaroids yeah. and 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 hard pictures and stuff like that that you you those things you can't yeah. replicate so i would i would keep that still keep me and i'm gonna give you a good old-fashioned american answer my guns yeah <laughs> i'm gonna keep my guns just in case somebody wants to steal my pictures yeah or keep... in case a raccoon is on there hey 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 if anyone's <laughs> listening those raccoons kill themselves so that happened um, so yeah, I think that would be uh, the the family, the pictures, and something to protect my family and pictures. So I know it's very <laughs> cliche, but I didn't think anything else because I would like keep my you know some cars and stuff. But you can always get some more of those. That's thought those deal. weren't yours. Those not those are my cousins. Oh, okay. but I, we have a mutual interest. <laughs> so, Mister Adabray, read that, Man. answer that, my friend. Okay. So I'm gonna cop out and just jump on the bag wagon. Gotta keep your family. Fam, family. I'm gonna include the dog in the family just so I can get two more things. There you Boom. go. Boom. There we go. That's there what I'm thinking. Because Tyree would just add more shoes. Yeah. <laughs> He's like shoes and yeah, more yeah. shoes. Man, it uh, took a long time to get that together. <laughs> iPad. I live on that iPad. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. The 
iPad? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Man, you're right. That is and important. I, and, I, and I can't. It's, I'm, it's got a lot of pictures I'm, on it. I'm too old and I have too big a thumbs to pluck around on my phone to look yeah. for stuff. <laughs> I need that iPad. Uh, so the third one is kind of a crazy one. And I was helping a dude work on a house that was from like 1806 in Hudson. And this guy who was... One of his many interests. Yeah. And this guy who owned the house at the time said, you know, this used to be a stop on, you know, some railroad or some shit. And mm-hmm. uh, Abraham Lincoln stayed in this house. Oh, wow. What? And I looked it up. That's a fancy shit. Yeah. And I didn't, I did find out that Abraham Lincoln stayed in Hudson yeah. at a certain time. And there were only so many houses in Hudson at yeah, the time. Right, yeah, back right, then. Right. He wins by default. Yeah, so, yeah. so the story is feasible enough. And now I took a floor beam out of this house and it's not like a two by four or two by six, like a he four by yeah. yeah, it's right. a, it, it's a big piece of timber. That house is completely yeah. unwalkable yeah. Yeah. now yeah. because <laughs> of Sam. And uh, you walk through there, you can be in a basement. So as, as they redid the floor, I, I got one, I got one of these, uh, timber floor, floor joists. That's, I mean, it's, it's hand hewn. I think it might be chestnut, which is a very he used rare a big word. Like yes. Refrigerator. Hewn. Hewn. Uh, Where's it at in your house? Uh, right now, it's sitting on the floor in my garage with all my other wood that I sit in my garage. <laughs> that I sit in my garage and drink and go, "Oh yeah, I'm so gonna do yeah. something with yeah. that shit. I'm gonna build but, something with that shit." So that's build something with them shits. So, yeah. so that's my Abraham Lincoln log, and that's the one thing in my house that's I ain't mad at you. That, that that's irreplaceable. Yeah. And one day, as uh, I was talking about this this with Gotti before the fire before the uh, podcast, I'm gonna redo my fireplace. I'm going to put my Abraham Lincoln log up there as my mantelpiece. <laughs> I'm going to talk Old about age. it all the time. Hey, and then he's going to mess around. It's going to flame. going to lick it. And it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure as the story progresses with this log, oh, yeah. Abraham Lincoln willed it himself. Yes. This is one of his teeth. When he was killing uh, the vampires in that, from that right, movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. He chopped down the tree. He chopped down the tree. Yeah. Him and George This is L. what Washington. freedom was built on. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Gentlemen. This is the portion of the show that everyone waits for. You know it. I know it. We all know it. It's called Fireman Story Time. Everybody, drum roll, please. Fireman Story Time. And so, I'm going to go ahead and start this off. And Sam kind of segued into this. This is a Chief Eddie Norman story. And wherever you are, Chief, I appreciate you. You did a lot for me. I thank you. But this includes you solely. <clears throat> I was working in dispatch. Hmm. And um, Chief Norman would come up periodically and, and pay a visit for whatever purpose. And we had a very even relationship. Hey, Chief, how's it going? So on and so forth. And he told me specifically, if you need anything, call me. Okay, cool. So... They switched around my vacation days because I left from dispatch going to Tower 10 and and I need to make a vacation to Chicago for the weekend. This is Labor Day weekend. What comes first? Memorial? Labor Day. Yeah, Labor Day. Labor Day. And I'm like, shit, I need a day off. They wouldn't give me the day off. I called the chief that was the assistant chief that was working at the time. He he gave me the fuck no. Fuck no. You're not getting that day off. You ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. So... I had to phone a friend, so I called Chief Eddie Norman. I called his office. It's about mm, 11 o'clock. I'm like, Chief, hey, man, I hate to be that dude to call you when I need something, but I kind of need something. 
No answer. Cool. 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. Now I'm rolling the dice. I'm on the road to Chicago. I'm like, man, fuck it. It's going to be what it's going to be. So I'm rolling 6, 7, 8. It's like 9.30 at night. I get a phone call from a Cleveland extension. And I answer it reluctantly. I'm like, hello? Hey, Gotti. It's Eddie. Who? <laughs> it's Eddie. Who the hell is Who Eddie? Who is Eddie? It's Chief Norman. Oh, Chief. Hey, man, listen. So I give him the spell. Hey, man, I got. I left from dispatch, went to Tower 10, they gave away my vacation days, need new vacation days, yada, yada, yada. And I need this day off. And Chief Norman was like, uh, oh, okay. It must have been a mix-up in your vacation days. No, 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 no. I don't think you understand. <laughs> so I run this spiel down again. Like, hey, uh, uh, And he yeah. was like, yeah, yeah, I heard you. It's a mix-up in your vacation days. No, 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 you're not listening to me. He's like, hey, 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 motherfucker. It's a mix-up of your vacation dates. <laughs> You're off. Bye. Click. Boom. Cool. No problem. So all is clear. So fast forward to the day in question. And the assistant chief at that time calls Tower 10 like, where in the fuck is Gotti? But Chief Norman called ahead that morning and said, hey, listen, if anybody calls for Gotti, he's off on a comp day and if anybody has a problem with it tell them to call me <laughs> and I'm like okay cool so the chief the assistant chief that day calls and he's like where the fuck is Gotti and verbatim my officer was like well the XO said <clears throat> Gotti's off on a comp day and if you have a problem with it call him <laughs> motherfucker hung up <laughs> That particular day, they hired about 20 dudes on overtime. I was the only dude that got a comp day for that day. You got lucky. So, Chief Eddie Norman, man, I appreciate you for that straight G move right there, <laughs> my brother. I couldn't have done it without you. And and I just want every want you to know that, man, that, that was some good looking. I couldn't have done it without you. Man. So that was some that was some ball shit right there. He he hey man, he pulled a gangster move. That wouldn't work now. No, nah, hell no. But then that was permissible because yeah. he had the juice. He yeah. had juice yeah. like that. So yeah. he had it wasn't just the juice, it was the respect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's one it of It was the things. respect. Yeah. He had that respect. That's so a, man, I, I appreciate that. And that that chief hated me until he retired. I was like, man, <laughs> fuck yeah. that dude. But that's one of those things. Again, you can't learn that. No. In a leadership book or a no. seminar or or, mm -hmm. or some mm -hmm. business corporate class yeah. is that you force of personality. It. Yeah, yeah. That mm -hmm. a guy like that has. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Who's next? Sam. Okay. This story. Give a story. War story. Uh Or just funny. Yeah. Oh uh, well. This one's gonna be way shorter, but. I can I can come back and come up with another one, if, if, you know. But uh, uh, so take your time, let so, it roll. So the captain I got hired with, I got hired under. I mean, this dude was old school. He started as a Lindhurst cop in 1962. Ooh wee, damn! And then got whoa. hired on my back department. in the riot times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got hired on the fire department in like 1967. Oof. And so I'm coming on 2002. Yeah. You know this guy's. You know past 30 years on you oh, know yeah. when i got hired so uh he he's an old school guy uh great guy though uh and uh 
So we go on a call for a dude cuts his leg w- with a chainsaw. Ooh. And uh, so how we, does that happen? New hobby. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, yeah, man. I can I can tell you how it happens. Yeah. You know, they, you know, yeah. things you yeah. get comfortable, you get complacent. There you, you know, go. To, to be fair, things but, take uh, harm left. Yeah. So uh, we get on there. Everyone's kind of freaking out a little bit, and uh, we're supposed to be, you know, bring order the, to the chaos. But you know, we see this leg, this leg torn over. Like, holy shit! That, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's really not good. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, not good. Up. So. Uh, we start trying to do a thing, but the guy was surprisingly like calm and collected and with it. I mean, he yeah. was hurting, but I mean, we're just going through all this shit. And uh, so we're providing treatment. And this guy, again, he's old school. He's been a basic for since longer <laughs> than I've been alive. <laughs> so uh, he's just kind of standing there. And, you know, again, is I don't know about, about where, where, about where you guys work, but, Sometimes in the, these guys in these senior positions, they got they they get on a call, particularly like a squad call. And maybe mm-hmm. that guy might be the best can run that fire like oh, Vincent yeah. Dunn or something. But medical well, calls, yeah, yeah, but you got yeah, but but that like medical, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but they didn't start on, in in an EMS fire service. No, so, uh, no. So they just kind of sit back and look at, and so okay, well, so he says, well, who's in charge here? And the guy. <laughs> The word packing his leg with shit and putting a turn and goes, I am. And uh, <laughs> so my, my this, what? this old gritty captain looks around at all these other guys standing around, standing around watching goes, well, looks like you boys are on a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm out of here. <laughs> and I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. Uh, Let's see. Which one do I want to tell? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'll tell the one about the dude who crashed his scooter. Blew his teeth out. Oh, man. Uh, he blew out. Yeah. If anybody knows, uh, coming up Cedar Hill there, where Vails on the Circle used to be. Oh, man. I got a Vails on the Circle story, but I'll tell it yeah. in another episode. Dude, we get a call for an MVA motor vehicle accident, scooter, you know, accident, whatever. It's summertime, middle of the night, and it was one of those times when all these people had scooters riding around crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty late. It was probably early in the in the morning. Still dark outside, but we get up there to the top of the hill. It's scooters everywhere. It's people everywhere, and this dude is laying in the middle of the street, and his legs are not pointing in the right direction. Oh, yeah, he's twisted. He, oh nice. yeah, he he hit a pole. And his legs hit the pole, and the pole was still there, but the <laughs> the legs were uh, they were attached. But yeah, you mm. wasn't walking and getting up from there. That's negative. So we're sitting there, we trying to get him on the backboard, we're trying to render some aid to him. I'm I don't know if I was the junior guy, but just for some reason I was trying to lift him up, so I straddled him to lift him up to put the head blocks and things on him on mm-hmm. the backboard, and then I looked down and I'm like. All his damn teeth are gone. And he looks up at me. He's like, my teeth blew out. My teeth blew out. My teeth blew out. (laughs) I'm like, no, bro. 
Those teeth are probably in your stomach. You probably oh, swallowed most swallow of them. All them bad boys. Oh yeah, them, them shits was gone. Yeah, he swallowed them those oh, chocolates. Man, it was nothing but just jacket. Just. <laughs> I'm like, and he just kept saying it. He was just my teeth blew yeah, out. Yeah, and they're like, no, he cool. I'm gonna call his mama. No, he ain't cool. And then this dude is next to me. Well, we're trying to get this dude in the ambulance. He like, man, Jimmy fucked up. <laughs> I'm on the phone with his mama. He fucked his teeth all missing his legs. I'm like, what the fuck is? I'm like, can somebody get this dude or at least get him off the phone with this dude's mother? Somebody get your boy. Yeah, needless to say, that was the time I had to get tested for AIDS because he fucking spit blood all in my face and got in my Uh, eyes. Yeah, he's lucky I didn't drop his ass. I'm be honest with you. And but they tested him, and I didn't have to take that. What's that shit they give you man, before? I, I heard you don't want Z-pack that shit. shit. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like a radiation it. thing. So mm-hmm. I got lucky, but that dude the whole time, my teeth blew out. My teeth blew out. I'm like, no, nah, bro, them teeth. <laughs> they didn't blow out themselves, big uh, fella. No, they didn't. That pole helped. Yeah, that pole <laughs> took you where you wanted to go. Well, everyone, that was Fireman Stories, and always is. Never a shortage of a good time. <laughs> I want to thank Tyree Thompson for coming back on the show, my reoccurring yep. guest. And Sam, which will also be a reoccurring guest because Kevin is fucking fired. <laughs> Kevin, you're fucking fired. <laughs> Kevin is good for some, some comedy. No, but Kevin re- requires too much editing, <laughs> a tremendous amount of editing. You gave him an apple a whole shine. lot of editing. <laughs> Do you know how long that takes? It oh, takes I'm a sure long fucking time to edit out Kevin's shit he was saying. complete foolishness and shenanigans. <laughs> so thanks everybody in podcast land for listening to the Open Hydrant 216. Once again, you can catch us on all the platforms, Open Hydrant 216 on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, and you can email us for any topics that you'd like to discuss or anybody you'd like to see us interview on openhydrogen 216 at gmail.com. Once again, thanks, Tyree. Thanks, Sam. Thanks to good people that have provided us all this beer we've paid for. Send us some free <laughs> shit. Yeah. And, guys, we will see you next week for episode five. So thanks again, guys. Open Hydrogen 216. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Tyree. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace.